You're listening to The Active Lifestyle Marketer, brought to you by Tiger Creative, the creative agency for active lifestyle brands. Find out more at tigercreative.com. Welcome to The Active Lifestyle Marketer, a podcast dedicated to bringing industry experience and insight into marketing and active lifestyle brand. Whether you're a travel and leisure, fitness and sport, or a health and nutrition brand, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other active lifestyle brand executives, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Active Lifestyle Marketer. Today on the show, we're going to be talking with Blair Clark. Blair is the president of Canyon Bikes uh, and has a pretty incredible um, resume. He's been the COO of Goo Energy Labs, Senior VP of Marketing Sales at Smith Optics, the Vice President of Specialized, President of Bell, and the GM of Bike Division at Scott Sports. Blair, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Zach. That's a that's a pretty incredible uh, resume. Well, uh, I, I've been a lucky soul. So. Yeah, a lot of hard work, I'm assuming. Yeah, I've just been following my passion for a long time. That's really cool. So now you're with Canyon Bikes, and that's a pretty rel- a relatively new role for you. Uh, can you share maybe some of the company's backstory, how how it came to be, and um, just a little history behind the brand? Sure. Um, it's a German bicycle company that sells only direct to consumer, so it's very disruptive in the in the business uh, model. Um, you know, not not unlike what Zappos was to shoes and so forth, um, but. Um, the founder, Roman Arnold, he and his uh, younger brother, Frank, were young bike racers in the, uh, I guess, late 70s. And his father would take the two boys to go to bike races. And his father was a salesman and said, I can't stand around here while you guys are off riding your bikes for two or three hours. I need something to do. So he bought a little maybe eight foot metal trailer and put bike parts that he would import from various countries into the trailer and sell them to consumers at the races. This became the mobile bike shop and eventually became a family uh, bike shop near their residence uh, in Koblenz, Germany. And tragically, uh, while Roman was uh, maybe just out of high school or still in high school, uh, his father passed away and Roman said, you know, to his younger brother, Frank, I will, um, I will stay home and run the family store and, and help so that you can go to college, which he did. And then, uh, in, so the business was really founded known as rod sport or which means bicycle R A D sport in 85. And then in 80, in 96, the first, uh, Canyon bike was sold. Um, and, uh, Canyon bicycles, Germany was really established in 2002 and they started selling direct online in 2003. Um, and a- along the way, I-, I forgot, I left out an important part that they, while it was the family bike shop, it became the largest specialized dealer and the largest Trek dealer in Germany and the first uh, retailer to import cliff bars and, um, so, and uh, speed play pedals. So Roman's been around the industry a long, long time. That, that's a really incredible story. So so the direct-to-consumer model has always been a, a core piece to this brand. Yeah, Roman has always wanted to stay close to the consumer, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, by doing that and sharing his passion for bicycles, he's managed to build, you know, a global business. 
That's really cool. And so what would you say is the the purpose that drives the brand, maybe the why behind uh, what Canyon does? Well, it's kind of twofold. You know, R- Roman would say that, uh, you know, just like many of us, right, learning to ride a bike gave him freedom, and that's the experience he wants to share with uh, with his consumers, okay? I mean, I don't know about you, but it was the a, a rite of passage, right, as we all um, – uh, got a bicycle and, and got the training wheels taken off. It extended our ability to, to travel and, and go see friends and go to do new experiences. But really, Roman has set out to build the best bikes, but more importantly, to build the best bike company. And he's done that through leading in technology and innovation and um, offering riders worldwide what we call the pure cycling experience, which you know, is, is different depending on whether you're a triathlete or a gravity bike rider or, you know, riding a, a gravel Grand Fondo or you're a roadie or what have you. But um, it, it's defined by the individual and what they seek as, uh, you know, I would say one of the best rides that they've ever had. And that's a pure cycling experience that we want to deliver. That's cool. And so now as you guys look forward over the next couple of years, maybe the next five years, what are the company goals as you guys continue to build? Well, are you talking about um, the U.S. business or the global business? Because, you know, um, uh, I, I suspect I can best answer for the U.S. business. Um, yeah, for it, the U.S. business, the U.S. side of things. Yeah, I mean, you know, we would like to in uh, in the next five years be a 50 to $100 million company in the United States. And that's not unheard of in spite of the fact that the bicycle market is down. Um, Canyon's been growing dramatically. And, um, you know, given how big they are in the rest of the world and then how big they are in the EU, for us to get to uh, less than half of their size in uh, five to 10 years is is very achievable, given the size of the market here. So, so, in the rest of the world, Canyon is like a specialized is here. Yeah, Canyon's actually the leading road bike company in all of Europe. Oh wow! I don't think I knew that. And and by far the leader in all categories of bikes in Germany. And Germany is the biggest market um, in Europe. Okay, cool. That's really interesting. So, what sets what sets Canyon apart? What's your differentiators and? Um, how do you guys set yourself apart in a industry that's super congested and, and it seems like there's a new bike brand that pops up every day? How do you guys differentiate yourself and your company? And um, I mean, you talked on the direct to consumer sales model and um, touched on, um, you know, the best bikes in the industry. What does that kind of look like for you guys? Well, I mean, first and foremost, as I said, being staying close to the consumer and being riders ourselves, you know, uh, but that's not unlike a lot of other passionate bike-related companies. Right. But a big distinction is um, the German engineering that goes into um, Canyon. Uh, Canyon was the first company to install an in-house uh, CT scan, which you know is a CAT scan machine. So that basically it's a medical machine that you would use to look at a broken bone on a on a patient. Right. But we look. We look at frames and forks, and 100% of every carbon fiber fork is CT scanned to make sure it's flawless. There's no layup problems, no bubbles, no fine hairline cracks, and so forth. 
Um, and, um, you know, Canyon's uh, commitment to um, continuous improvement is a big deal. And, and we've received numerous uh, production, uh, or excuse me, numerous design awards. We received the Red Dot Design Award um, this year, uh, for which uh, um, consumer product brands are competing such at we're such as Apple and, you know, some of the best brands in the world and Canyon got the overall red dot design this year. Oh, wow. So not just within your industry, that was not just within our industry. Yeah. Um, it's the most popular bike brand in Europe and, and we don't just say that it's, you know, certainly, um, validated by, um, bike and other magazines in, in Europe. Um, and you know, this, drive for innovation and perfection in everything we do and continuous improvement and um, really thorough thorough uh, test lab that tests uh, dynamically and statically um, the frames and forks in every direction X, Y, and Z to cycle test it till it, until it fails and understand how many hundred thousands of cycles it goes through before failure occurs and why failure occurs and when it occurs and uh, ultimate fatigue tests. They're just pushing new boundaries on all levels in engineering. That's cool. So, so as you, as you begin to communicate that to your audience and the consumer and, and market the Canyon brand, it seems like everybody is saying about their bike brands. We are the best. We have the best design. We have the best engineering. Um, how are you guys marketing and what strategies are you doing to communicate that to your audience and, and get that message out um, in, a, in a space where everybody says they are doing that? Yeah. At first, you know, that's validated by, you know, pro teams, whether it's uh, Patrick Langa winning the Ironman triathlon for us last weekend. Yeah. Congratulations on that, by the way. Pardon. Oh, thank you. Or, or whether it's, um, you know, the Movistar team winning stage races like the Giro d'Italia with Nairo Quintana or Team Katusha or the Gravity Guys in, in numerous competitions around the globe um, or the Ergon Canyon team that set the record at Leadville a few years back of uh, sub eight hours. So it's the products are always validated by pros, but that's not unlike our competition. But then they're also validated by reviews. You know, independent third-party reviews through you know hundreds of different bike and uh, outside of the bike channel magazines, which are shown on our website, and you can read reviews and see the comparison and see how many times our bike wins in a shootout, if you will, against the competition. And then, what does your pricing structure look like? Since you guys are direct to consumer, you're not going through a, a mediator. So, are you able to offer a product that was would otherwise excuse me, otherwise be selling for maybe two or three times the price tag? Um, generally speaking, we're 20 to 30% lower in price than the top competitors. And, it, and the higher you go in price point, the more dramatic that becomes. So our $7,500 bike to get the same from the competition, you'd be spending about $11,500. Wow. Moving on and in our discussion, can you share maybe some examples or two of some struggles and challenges that you guys have experienced maybe lately with, with the constantly changing digital landscape and, and social media being such a huge importance, uh, maybe some challenges that are inherent with your industry 
um, or share how you guys have worked through to overcome some of those challenges and struggles? Well, you know, I'm in a startup as much as I'm supported by um, a, a multinational, um, multi-million dollar uh, family-owned and, and uh, really well-funded business supported by private equity money as well. Um, it, you know, in the United States, we just opened the web shop on August 15th. So the first struggle here is brand awareness. Um, we're not known in the United States. So to become known, um, we've had to do a lot of marketing and show up at a lot of events and, and drive the business through primarily digital marketing, but also highlighting reviews and, and print marketing as well. Um, and the fact that we're a web business means that it's technical and things can go wrong with the web shop. And once in a while with all the different software programs, there's, there's gremlins in our, in our, uh, system, but we've worked through those bugs and, um, and, uh, you know, I, I would say the, the biggest challenge for us immediately is bike availability. When we opened the store, um, some of the stuff cleaned out pretty quickly and, um, we didn't anticipate the demand, but there was no way to really do that very well and get pre-orders in the United States. So um, we've got new containers arriving every week. Uh, we're building a couple hundred bikes a week and um, adding to the inventory and the new road bikes with uh, Shimano's Altegra group, which is kind of the core of the market, have just arrived. So um, that'll help our business quite a bit. I wasn't aware that you guys had launched in the U.S. so recently. I knew that I knew that Canyon was moving over here and making a big push in the states, but that's really recent. Oh yeah, and you know, so to back up on you know problems, uh, there was a date uh, of June first where one of my colleagues, there were three of us here to start with for many months, and he turned to me and infamously said, "There, today marks the day we we'd hired 16 people and he said today marks the day that we finally have more employees than attorneys uh, which I thought was rather hilarious point because, <laughs> you know, all the different legal issues whether it's real estate or patent or uh, trademark or um, human resources we had a, a host of different attorneys to help us get get launched interesting how, how long has Canyon been planning a move over to the states you know, I think uh, they've been talking about it for almost three years, but since they were growing about 30% a year for the past three years um, and they wanted to do it right and they knew it required an investment, um, they delayed. Uh, they also added a new ERP system, uh, the SAP ERP system, and that you know added some delays. And, and uh, finally, last year, Roman brought in TSG, um, consumer group, a private equity partner to help put up capital to come to the United States. Awesome. So you, you mentioned you're web-based only. So if I am a consumer and I am interested in Canyon, the only way I can get a hold of one of your bikes brand new is to buy it online, correct? Correct. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a really cool model. And so the, go ahead. And the other, the other big challenge we have, Zach, is that, you know, consumers call and say, where can I see one? Where can I test one? Well, first, we have a 30-day no-fault return policy. So, um, you know, going to a regular brick-and-mortar bike shop, you can usually take a bike out for a half an hour or an hour to test ride the bike. Um, but with us, basically, we sell you the bike, and if you don't like it after 30 days for any reason, 
we'll take it back, no questions asked. We'll pick up the freight both directions, no harm, no foul, if you will. So that overcomes a lot of the hurdle of can I test it and, you know, and in the return rate, a lot of the returns have to do with people just wanting the next size up or down or um, deciding to get a better model and that sort of thing. Oh, interesting. Um, and, that's really and, cool. That's a whole month to play around with a bike. That's yeah. A, that's incredible. And in the other place, we're partnered with Rafa, and Rafa has uh, a series of stores in metropolitan areas around the country, Boulder, uh, Manhattan, uh, Seattle, Portland. They just opened one in Los Angeles. Um, so throughout the country, and uh, each of those stores has about a dozen bikes that you can rent that are all canyons. Uh, and uh, then you'll see the bikes also on top of all the SRAM support vehicles at all the um, pro races and some of the amateur races in the United States. Now, is the partnership with Rafa a partnership that happened as you moved to the States, or were you guys already partnered with them back in Europe? Yeah, already partnered in Europe. Okay, so so Canyon was doing this using the same approach. Uh, if I wanted to go see a bike in person, I could go to a Rafa dealership or store. Yeah, I don't know that's the case in Europe. I suspect that's the case, but Roman has just been friends with the founders of uh, Rafa from the beginning. That's a cool partnership to be to be a part of with with Rafa. How long has that been going on? A couple years. Okay, cool. Um, and they're opening, I want to say, 16 more stores this year, and uh, we'll be in all of them. That's cool. Now, let's go back to brand awareness, because you said that that was one of the challenges you guys are having, or not, maybe not a challenge, but uh, you're working through as you move into the States. So what are you guys doing to create brand awareness? And, and I mean, you're showing up to the events. You're, you're, are you working with sponsorships with pro athletes are you are you pushing your stuff with brand ambassadors what does that kind of look like for brand well, awareness? It, it's, it's all of the above and and talking to people on podcasts like this but um luckily we have a great pr team who's gotten us um, a terrific article in in business insider and um some great pr and outside online um some great pr in uh oh there's another one i can't think of it off the top of my head but um the PR has been an amazing engine for driving brand awareness. Um, and then of course, being at events, starting with sea otter earlier this year, being in the, uh, pro cycling event in Colorado, um, doing the mammoth mountain event here in, in, in the California enduro series in the mountain bike side. Um, we were at, uh, Moab for outer bike just recently. We've got, uh, Let's see, the, the Grand Fondo that George Hincapi puts together every year happening this weekend. Uh, I was personally just at the Ironman Triathlon and watched, uh, unfortunately, Jan Frodeno, who's our two-time uh, Ironman world champion, had a bad day and hurt his leg, um, but finished. And Patrick Langa, who was third last year, scorched the field and set a new course record and won for us. And Sarah Crowley was third. Uh, both Canyon athletes. That's um, awesome. So, you know, we're, we're, we're hitting a lot of the uh, cycling cultures and events uh, around the country. Now, is, is a push into triathlon a, a big, a new push for you guys and an and a important one? Or is the cycling as the core industry always been a, I mean, you're a bike brand, so that's obviously going to be first and foremost. But 
Like what does that expansion into other endurance sports look like? You know, um, all of the aspects of cycling are important to us. Um, they even sell kids bikes in Europe, um, which I, I won't bring in for quite some time here, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, triathlon uses a time trial bike and the time trial bike is, you know, a bike used in the race of truth as it's known. It's just one man or woman against the clock and aerodynamics and performance matter on that bike more than anything else. And we recently signed up, um, an athlete who had a pro career, uh, for just under a decade, Andrew Talansky, who's a talented um, young man from Napa, California. And he uh, he was third in the Tour of California and uh, won the Dauphiné Libre and a number of other uh, stage race uh, stages. And Andrew decided to hang up his cleats as a pro bike racer and become a triathlete. And he called me through a friend because he said, I want the fastest bike. And it's well known in the pro peloton that in the wind tunnels, your speed max bike has the best results is the fastest bike. And I can't afford to lose eight seconds a mile as a result of riding somebody else's bike for a hundred miles. So I decided if I'm going to be my own boss, my own athlete and promote myself and try to win all on my own, then I got to have the best equipment. I can't let myself down. So I was pleased to meet Andrew and bring him here to Southern California and talk about his strategy of promoting himself and and training and getting into the sport. Um, And fortunately, he understands that uh, it's not a slam dunk to just go from being a pro roadie to switching over to to triathlon. But he his his stepfather was a, a swim coach. He grew up swimming competitively, then running cross country in college and high school. And then he switched to bike racing, went to Lee's McRae college in North Carolina, North Carolina. And so he's got the perfect background to make this switch. And he went to the Ironman to just study the whole uh, course and the situation. And, um, it'll be a great journey to travel with Andrew as he takes on the Ironman next year. Uh, so Ironman is, is very important to us also because, we're our headquarters is in Carlsbad, California, and uh, San Diego County is known for being the triathlon mecca uh, in the United States. So mm-hmm. uh, the fact that it's uh, it's got its uh, roots here in San Diego, and that um, you know we're here was another important reason for us to devote time and energy to that part of the sport. But equally important are you know the emerging gravel grinder road bike scenes and yeah. uh, mountain bike enduros and um and uh road racing so uh, do you guys make a i think the first time i saw a canyon was um someone was riding a canyon at red bull rampage maybe or you got do you guys make a presence there as well we do yes and that's coming up i think uh, in two weeks yeah that's coming up pretty soon yeah we have our gravity team there now, what does your social presence, your social media presence look like with regards to that brand awareness? Are you guys making a big push into that space? Have you always been in uh, uh, up to date on what's happening in social media and being consistent in that space? You're probably asking the wrong guy, but I have a talented digital marketing manager and social media person to help us in that area. Um, but 
and, and luckily, TSG Consumer Partners um, brought a lot of digital marketing talent to our attention um, and, and has uh, helped us with connections at Facebook and Google and Instagram. And interestingly, um, Kevin Nystrom, who's the founder of Instagram, uh, contacted me and we sent him a, a Canyon Aero road bike and he, he posted a picture of that and got a hundred thousand uh, views. And, uh, he told me personally that he's, he's lowered his Strava times as a result. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's cool. Now, how are you guys creating experience for your user that keeps them coming back? Obviously a, a big expensive bike purchase is, is not something you, you know, buy every year, but, um, it sounds like your 30 day, you know, like it guarantee is, is an a incredible piece to that. What else are you guys doing to create that experience that gets people on board and excited about Canyon and, and advocating for you guys? Well, you know, um, the first thing is that when the bike arrives, um, it has to arrive in perfect condition and they have to have an easy time putting it together. So if you get a road bike for most uh, people who have any technical mechanical uh, aptitude, um, they can put the bike together in under 30 minutes, um, sometimes quite a bit less because all you have to do is put on the seat post, the front wheel and the stem and the pedals and you're ready to ride. And we have uh, instructional videos online. We can walk you through it over the telephone. Uh, we can have VeloFix deliver it for you with a white glove service where um, they help you adjust the fit. Um, so, uh, that's the first thing is the bike, you know, has to meet your expectations when it comes out of the box and you, you know, throw your leg over it and go for your first ride. Shifting has to be perfect. Braking has to be perfect. The wheels have to be absolutely true. Um, but in addition to that, um, we're sending our first couple hundred uh, Canyon owners a little gift pack uh, to thank them for their um, choice of Canyon as a bike brand. And we'll have, uh, a series of events coming up um, next year. We're partnering with the Belgian Waffle Ride, which is a, a gravel grinder here in San Diego County that attracts about 1,700, 1,800 riders. And, and um, we hope to be the title sponsor of that. We're just about to sign the dotted line on that deal and, oh, cool. and launch, a, launch a new bike at that as well. And that'll start and finish at our showroom, showroom here in Carlsbad. Nice. So, I mean, it just really involves, you know, getting our people out pretty much every weekend. We we bought a sprinter van, loaded it up with Canyon, fitted it to take bikes in it and a trailer. And so we can haul about 35 bikes to a variety of events around the country. And I just gave you a litany of some of those that we've been at. So Yeah, definitely. And and how are you guys implementing strong storytelling in your marketing efforts and and communicating your purpose and and the why behind what you guys do through that storytelling we know that consumers primarily make purchase decisions emotionally and and stories affect humans at that emotional level so how are you guys using storytelling to drive and influence your customer to make those purchasing decisions and and get behind canyon as a brand that you know i want to put on my chest and i want to put on my my hat and uh tell all my friends about well, the storytelling is really about um, the pure cycling experience. And our love of riding connects us with our community of consumers. And only by listening closely to the needs of those riders and combining that knowledge with our advanced um, technologies 
and advanced um, processes can we create products that, that raise the bar. And that's, that's the goal. Um, and at every level to be um, transparent, to be responsive, to be connected to the consumer. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we certainly aren't perfect, but we strive for perfection. And, um, you know, a, a lot of situations have gotten escalated up to Roman or to me. And Roman will pick up the phone and call the customer himself. And I will as well to take care of any kind of issue. So, and in the process, I've, I've met new friends. So then around that, that pure cycling experience, are, are you guys storytelling to communicate that in, in social, whether it's through commercials or like a, a series on, on just pure cycling? What, what does that kind of look like visually for you guys? Um, well, it's done oftentimes through video, right? Small vignettes. Um, and then each one, you know, as I mentioned earlier, if you're a roadie, a pure cycling experience could be climbing a, a, a beautiful alpine or, or um, Sierra, you know, climb. Uh -huh. um, and if, it's, if you're a mountain bike rider, it's, you know, the flow of a perfect single track and, you know, how uh, perfectly banked and how loamy the dirt is um, and how perfect the jumps and the landings are. Mm -hmm. And if you're a triathlete, it's the, the – the noise of the tires against the pavement as you're grinding out mile after mile faster than you thought you could go. Um, so pure cycling is, um, it's that, uh, you know, bucket list experience of the perfect ride. And when you're out there and you're in it, it, it feels to those people experiencing it like sort of moving meditation, right? You and the bike are connected. You've made this emotional connection with your bike and you're expressing yourself and learning. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we like to say that time spent riding is time never wasted. And with every turn of the pedals, we advance. It doesn't matter what, where, why you ride. All that matters is that you ride. And that's how I've always felt in my life. If, if I met somebody who rode a bicycle, it didn't matter if they were on a recumbent, a mountain bike, a road bike, a triathlon. Um, that I had something in common with them. And that's what we all share, this community of cyclists. And, you know, one of the things that we did first here in the United States, and I convinced Roman is I want to be a good citizen of the industry. So I said, I want to put money into people for bikes, which um, advocates getting more people on bikes more often and making bicycle safety and awareness uh, uh, first and foremost uh, in the government and, and helping to uh, provide um, access for cyclists in uh, bikeways and on roads. Um, I wanted to join IMBA, the International Mountain Bike Association, that, that you know is for uh, mountain bikes. What people for bikes is to uh, to the dirt, essentially bringing more people into mountain biking. Um, I wanted to join um, the Outdoor Industry Women's Coalition, which is now Camber Outdoors, to support more women getting into outdoor uh, activities, especially cycling. Um, and the National uh, Bicycle Dealers Association, because we're a retailer, I wanted to join the tribe of those people as well. So um, I hope that answers your question. I, I took you off on a little bit of a tangent, but... No, that's really good. I, th I think that especially those aspects, the, those partnerships with People for Bikes and Inba and um, Canberra Outdoors, those are all things that uh, 
communicate to your audience that you're serious about your purpose and you're taking action to to communicate that purpose through like through action like hey we don't just say we're about getting people on the on the bike and experiencing that freedom and um experiencing that pure cycling experience we we believe it so much that we're going to invest in these things that seek to help people get on a bike um who maybe can't or you know whatever those organizations are doing but you guys with your actions are are driving that purpose and communicating that to your audience. So, so when someone looks at Canyon and says, um, do I want to attach myself to this brand? Do I want to advocate for this brand? What do they believe in? They believe in that pure cycling experience. So do I. Oh, and here's the actions that they're taking to communicate that to me. And, and so I think that's, that's a really important piece behind uh, that purpose that we talked about and touched on earlier is you guys are taking action to um, communicate that to your audience. So that's really cool. So then around your around your storytelling, you talked about, um, you know, with mountain biking, that experiencing that flow and, and whether you're a triathlete or a roadie, you're, you're getting on your bike and, and, you know, every day pushing hard. Like those stories, are you visually telling those stories through video on a consistent basis? I, I think the answer is yes. Cool. Um, you know, but the most important thing that I can um, tell your listeners is that, um, you know, we're just very customer centric and uh, that we share this passion for riding with our employees and customers. And we want to secure our long-term success in the bike industry and build the best bike company, not yeah. just the best bike, but the best bike company. And that means that we collaborate here. We're transparent. We treat each other the way we want to be treated. Um, and uh, we put the customer first. That's really cool. Well, Blair, I think we have time for one more question. As a follow-up to the, the new media stuff, how are you guys using new media to communicate your story to your audience? Um, and, what, and in what areas in doing that have you guys seen success in new media? Um, like what are you what are you doing to keep your audience engaged and excited about your brand uh, in new media, whether it's uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook? Like what does that kind of look like around storytelling and new media? Well, we're doing social media posts, you know, uh, depending on the actions of the weekend, sometimes several times a day and otherwise daily uh, to report on. Uh, anything from our athletes and teams results uh, to the launch of a bike to um, some award that we've recently received or uh, some place that we're going to let people demo the bikes. So there's a lot of that engagement. Um, you know, Zach, I'm not sure beyond the typical social media and uh, the, uh, the videos that and the engagement face-to-face that there's a whole lot more that we're really doing in new media. Um, but, uh, you know, as time goes by and we get this place, uh, you know, running with enough inventory, then we can start to focus on more and more areas to promote. Yeah. And so I've just been building out a team here and, um, in the short term, We've been running at, at full gas, if you will. Yeah, well, you guys are you guys are new to the U.S. market at least, and so um, 
that's always going to be a work in progress. And, and so that's it, it, from what it sounds like, it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of things right. And, um, just making incredible strides. I mean, what kind of, what, what kind of growth are you guys seeing over the last couple of months since you've launched your presence here? In the first, um, three days of opening the web shop with no, um, Advertising, no social media, no press release, no digital marketing, just a soft launch, just turned on the website. Uh, organic traffic came to us, and we sold more than your average bike shop in the United States. We did in three days. Wow. And that continued, and that continued day after day for a couple of weeks. And then things leveled out a little bit as it depleted inventory and as we're waiting for launching new models. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that, uh, no, that's incredible. So, so when I go to your, when I go to your site and look at your bikes and see, you know, I, I was looking at a mountain bike the other day and I'm, I'm an extra, I would be an extra large bike. And so, it, I think it said, I think it said coming soon or something. So that's, that's the inventory. So you guys are out and you're waiting for that to come in because you've been Correct. so successful with this, this initial launch. Correct. Right. That's a great problem to have. It is. Yeah. Uh, but it's still frustrating. It's frustrating for the consumer and frustrating for us, you know? Um, so. Well, yeah. And, and I think that, um, I think it's important to be open and honest about that with your consumer. We can, so we had, um, the founders of flow cycling. Uh, are you aware of the flow wheels cycling brand? Vaguely, Yes. So they, one of the things that was really cool about their story is they, they kind of had a Kickstarter type upbringing as, as far as how they grew They're a direct to consumer brand. Um, uh-huh. and they were constantly, um, honest and open with their audience and their consumer throughout the entire process. So there was times when inventory wasn't there or uh, man, they had manufacturing issues in China and they couldn't, they couldn't get a shipment for six months and they had their customers waiting, but they were open and honest about it the entire time. And their, their customers stuck with them, even though they were, there was frustration and they were waiting longer than they would have if they had gone and bought a zip wheel or a head wheel or something. Um, the the guys at Flow were constantly honest and open about the situation and over communicating with their consumer and their audience. And in the end, now that they've got to a point where that's no longer really an issue and, and inventory isn't always a struggle, um, they they've got a an audience and a consumer that is um, attached to their brand because they brought them along in that story. They were always honest. They're always open. They told the story throughout like, Hey, we're going to have struggles. We're going to have challenges. Here's what's happening. Just be patient with us. And when we're honest about that stuff, I think people want to attach their themselves to brands like that, that aren't trying to hide those things. So, um, I don't know if that take that, that, um, what that does for you guys. But, um, I, I think there's a, something to learn from there for all brands, like just being open and honest and transparent with your audiences is, is incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, being open and transparency is, is key to staying close to your customers and for listening. Sure. So. 
Well, Blair, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you being on the show. If uh, if people want to know more about Canyon Bikes or have questions for you, uh, how can they get a hold of you guys? Uh, I am B Clark B C L A R K at Canyon.com. and my cell phone's two zero eight four eight one ten twenty. Hey, look at that personal contact information. Hey, I'm a retailer. Why not? <laughs> Well, Blair, thank you so much again, and uh, we wish you guys the best as you continue to make your push here in the States. Okay, Zach. Thanks a bunch. Take care of yourself. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Active Lifestyle Marketer. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other Active Lifestyle brand leaders or know someone who would be a great guest on the Active Lifestyle Marketer, let us know. We love connecting with Active Lifestyle brand executives and sharing their insights and knowledge with our audience. Just send us an email at info at tigercreative.com. And lastly, if you need help telling your brand story, we would love to share how we could help in that process. Check us out at tigercreative.com. See you next time.